ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Sometimes I cannot remember 
What I'm praying for My mind just goes blind Oh God help me Help me pray the right prayer Oh God help me wait on you What is the best way to pray What shall I say to know what to say what shall I ask for oh, oh. what is the best way to pray what is the best way what shall I say now oh, I need to know I need to know what to say to know what to say please Lord what shall I ask for beautiful song lovely your hand clap should be better your hand clap should be better the last time I checked your singing was not very good so you should appreciate more the singing. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Are you excited to be here tonight? Oh, you're not excited to be here tonight. Well, you need to hear what I have to say. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to announce that we have been missing something. We have been missing something. We have managed to survive for some weeks. Every week, we look forward to the next week with great expectation. <laughs> but sometimes it's good to be expectant. But tonight, what we've been waiting for has arrived. And I'm happy to announce to you that our father is back in the house tonight. The last time I checked, the Bible said in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 that the word of God is alive and powerful, quick and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword. And tonight, if there's anything I can guarantee you, it is that you are about to hear word that is quick and powerful, alive and powerful. If you are as excited and as expectant as I am, I want you to give the Lord a very loud hand clap and join me and let's invite to this pulpit the Bishop Edwin Morgan. Oh God, come on, Makareka Peter. You can do better. Make some noise tonight. I don't want to be a west side ground. I don't want to be a west side ground. I 
Hallelujah. I'm enjoying somebody's hand clap from Zimbabwe. I'm enjoying somebody's hand clap all the way from Zambia. What a blessing to experience the presence of God this Tuesday evening. And what a blessing it is for us to approach God's word and be refreshed by his presence. I have no doubt that your life will never be the same again. I want to welcome all of you who are online. I want to welcome those of us in church because we are in a church. We are having a church service and uh, you are also a part of what God is doing. And we bless God for his, for his grace and his mercy. I'm happy to be here. I want to thank God for Bishop Kobe's life for amazing, amazing messages, impartations, ministrations, preaching that we have enjoyed. I used to watch him from afar, but I'm very happy I'm back home in Ghana. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm now standing here live. So God bless you, Bishop Kobe. May you live long. May the graces you carry multiply. And may God's hand be on you mightily. You may please be seated. Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you that your word is coming to us. Bless us mightily. As the seed comes. Thank you for seed sowing time. That in some time to come. There will be trees bearing fruits. In our lives. Whose existence is traceable. To the seeds we received tonight. Holy Spirit push it in. Holy Spirit water it. Holy Spirit make it come alive. And let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to welcome our sister Mary to bless us with this song I was talking about. The seed, the mustard seed. The mustard seed. I feel I want to hear that song before I share God's word with you tonight. And uh, I believe it will be a blessing to you. Amen. of God is like a master seed the least of all the seeds when it is grown it becomes a mighty tree the birds come and rest yeah 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 there are many things they stand as It's another mighty tree Yeah, 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 yeah 
of you love the mustard seed well this evening I'm continuing I remember I began to teach from this book faith secrets and uh, a very very important foundation laying book that has been gifted the world by God through our father and our prophets Bishop Dagwood Mills Faith Secrets Any believer who desires to last in God must be interested in faith 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 Unfortunately there was an error in the church's history where faith became a very powerful, very important, or the main subject. There was a faith era. We had what we call the faith preachers. And we all grew up in that era. And faith was also, you know, as, as an offshoot of that era, like anything that is natural, anything earthly, became corrupted. So the subject of faith became a tool for proclaiming prosperity, getting things, believing God for things. And we say, I believe, I receive it. And you know, making declarations and so on. But I want you to know that faith is more than just believing in something. So, this book places in our hands the foundations we need for our Christian lives. And faith is important. You see, faith is the ingredient in our Christian lives without which you cannot call yourself a Christian. Without which you cannot walk with God. 
when somebody says he's a Christian, we assume that the person has faith. Because the Bible says in Hebrews 11, says that it is not possible to please God with faith. In fact, before we even talk about Hebrews 11, verse 6, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 tells us that we are saved by grace through faith. So, faith is the source of our salvation. Believing in God. That is how we get saved. We are saved by grace through faith. So, faith, without it, you can't talk about your salvation. So, all those who claim to be saved, I'm born again, I'm saved, and all that. Remember that we hope you, you have faith. Yes. If you meet somebody who says he's born again, and even if you pass by the person, you pass by the person hoping that the person has faith. If the person has no faith, it means that there is no salvation. Yes, there's no salvation. And then that faith is what helps us to please God. I mean, how many of you want to please God? You want to please God. You want to please God. How many Christians want to please God? How many shepherds want to please God? How are you going to please God? How are you going to please God? How do you intend to please God? Your answer to my question should be that I intend to please God with my faith. Faith. You can worship God and not please God. You can preach and not please God. You can win souls and not please God. You can start a church and not please God. You can give an offering and not please God. It's like salt. I mean, you can make the nicest stew and the nicest soup. But we will not enjoy it if it doesn't have salt. So you have done your beef stew, you have done your uh, uh, beef sauce, chicken sauce, tomato sauce, um, onion sauce, and all the sauces. But if there's no salt in it, we cannot appreciate what you are doing. All your hours of being in the kitchen, without salt, we just push the plate away. That we are done. We, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. May God not push your life away. That No, I don't want this one. That's why Hebrews 11, 6 says that. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. So anything you do, leading a prayer meeting, there must be a faith element in the prayer meeting. As I'm preaching now, there must be a faith element in it. Otherwise, I'm wasting my time. You can give a million dollar offering, but if there's no faith in it, or tonight, I'm going to teach you 
something very little about faith. Yes. That's why she sang the song, The Mustard Seed, because it's going to come little by little. Every week, something small. So today is something small. But my sister and my brother, my shepherd and my pastor, whatever you are doing, you got to have faith. Without it. In fact, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, for we walk by faith. Our walk is by faith. So I don't know how you got here. How did you get here? Because the walking we are walking in our Christian life, our day-to-day experiences, you see, that word walk is also your way of life. In fact, we say, say, we live also by faith. So faith, without it, you can't please God. Without it, you are not saved. You, without it, you cannot live. Without it, you cannot work. So it is, it is necessary for you to know about faith. It's necessary. It's not unimportant. It's the main thing that you need to have. And oh, today's believer... The 21st century believer has got everything apart from faith. So tonight, in this short service we are having, I want to teach you from the second chapter of this book. Chapter 2. And chapter 2 says, Faith is obeying the gospel. So we can, those of you who did um, algebra, we can do substitution. Faith is obeying the gospel. So if the Bible says, for without faith, it is impossible to please God, we can say that for without obeying the gospel, it is impossible to please God. Beautiful. Are you with me? Yes. If the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7 that for we walk by faith, you can say that we, for we walk by obeying the gospel. If the Bible says for by grace are ye saved, Ephesians 2, 8, what do we say? We can, we can substitute X equals T plus Y plus P into that equation by saying that for by grace are ye saved through obeying the gospel. For by grace are ye saved through obeying the gospel. Ladies and gentlemen, faith is Obeying the gospel. Faith is not just believing. Don't say you believe in something when you don't obey. Don't start. Don't say you believe in Jesus. When you don't obey Jesus. You believe in the word of God. When you don't obey the word of God. Faith all through the Bible, believing is equated with obeying. Today, I don't know how long you've been in Christ. 
six months, six years, 16 years, 20 years, you can begin anew by understanding the fundamentals of your faith. And that is obeying the gospel is what we call faith. Of course, the gospel of Jesus must be believed. I mean, when you take your Bible, you believe the things in it. We believe the Bible. Can I have my Bible? Take my Bible from the office for me. I want to hold it. It, it, should, it should always be around. Now I use iPad Bible. But some of you don't understand iPad. Because when you see iPad, you think of pornography. So I must hold the real Bible for you to see that the pastor is talking not about a, a, a Facebook or WhatsApp or uh, internet. But we are talking about Bible. That's why I've called for my Bible. The word of God, the gospel, must be obeyed, even though we believe it. You see, if you don't take your belief to the next step of obeying, you are out. What you are calling faith is fake. We are no more interested in words, speeches. People like speeches. If everybody in the church understood that our faith in God meant obeying God, the church we are in will be different. Your church will be different. The church next door will be different. The body of Christ will be different. Yes, let me have my Bible. Beautiful. This Bible is not just there for you to just read and believe. In fact, we know you believe by the things you are doing. James says, show me what you are calling faith. By your works. Whatever you are saying you you have faith in, we don't use English language or jargons. Show me your faith by your works. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works. It's time for us to start doing something. Do something. Do something. What are you doing? What are you doing? What what is it you are doing that is in obedience to the word of God? That is your faith. Not your words. As you are listening to me now, if there is nothing you are doing because of the word of God, Or something, because you see, not doing is also doing. Something you are not doing, you have stopped. Stop is also a verb. (laughs) Faith is a doing word. I said faith is a doing word. So you must show us what what you are believing by what you are doing. Also based on what you have stopped doing. The church is filled with 
just talking Christians. But it's time for us to walk the talk. Yes, it's time for us to walk the talk. Offenses must be overcome. Friends must be loved again. Souls must be saved. Prayer topics must be prayed. The kingdom of God must advance. There are things to do. To do. To do. To do. And if you say you have faith, show me your faith by what you are doing. Don't come and just give us words. If you say you love God and you are into this Christianity thing, I want to tell you your inaction is the greatest evidence of you being a child of the devil. Your inaction. Your inaction in your church. Attending church doesn't mean that you have faith. Coming to church on Sunday it's not demons come to church in Job chapter 1. When the sons of God arrived, Satan was to them. So, if you are doing something Satan does, then you are you, you, you've done nothing. What shows you are a child of God is that you can do something Satan cannot do by praying for the church, praying for your pastor, winning a soul. Do it. We're not talking about this. Your mind agrees. No. Your mind agrees. You understand. Faith is not understanding. It's doing. Obey and act. Do something. Tomorrow evening, in all our centers, they are going, we, we, are, we are doing andacazo in our centers. And when they ask you, where are you going? You must quote a verse to back what you are doing. That the Bible says that we should go and compel them to come in. Once you quote the verse, a verse, and, and we can see that it is, it is the will of God, then we know that you have faith. Doing. We've been brought up to just... Saying that faith is, you know, you believe. I want you to come to how you breathe in. I believe. I believe. I believe that I'm saved. I believe that Jesus is Lord. The Bible says that even the devils believe. And they even they shudder. You don't shudder. So today. I want to give you three things and then we close. Just 10 minutes. Number one. Believing in the gospel is seen as obeying the gospel. First Peter 4 17. 1 Peter 4 17. Glory to God. Believing in the gospel 
is seen as obeying the gospel. Yes. First Peter 4, 17. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? So there's a people called them that obey not. And them, she don't forget First Peter four seventeen because first this verse is bringing out a group of people. And that group of people are people that you and I will call unbelievers. Because the judgment of God begins in the house of God. Now, the Bible is teaching us this evening that the, the, the person you call an unbeliever is actually a person who doesn't obey. So we know you are an unbeliever by your not obeying the word of God. So if you say you are a believer, if you say you are a believer, it means that you are an obeyer. Obeyer. You obey the word of God. So anytime you approach the word of God, you have to ask yourself, what is in this to obey? Because it's, I mean, you see, we live as Christians to be doing the things of God, to be doing the will of God. What am I doing? It shows that you believe. Believing in the gospel is not piling things up in your memory. Believing in the gospel is not just agreeing that something is good, but it is rising up to obey something. And tonight, I believe that God has something for you to obey. Do it. Do, I mean, rise up, find something, and do. When you are a Christian and there is nothing you are doing, it means that you don't believe in God. Sometimes people like Peter. If, see, I, I, I now respect it. This is the man, Peter is the man who had, as a fisherman, gone to a place to fish all night and had caught nothing. And Jesus Christ came to him and told him to cast his net at the same place. You see, you see first of all, a carpenter doesn't advise a fisherman. Since when did carpenters advise fishermen? If you have any revelation, concentrate on your coffin making or your table making and whatever. But Peter recognized Jesus not as a carpenter, but as a child of God. And he said, you know something? Where you say I should put my net, I have done it already so many times in the night. And I, there is no fish in that area. But because I believe, I will obey your word and put it there again. That is faith. 
So faith goes beyond your experience. Yes, that is how a pastor can continue loving people even when he has been betrayed, he has been, he has been vilified, even when he has, I mean, he, he has experienced treachery because the fact that seven people have betrayed you does not mean that the eighth person doesn't deserve love. That is why we still go to the same area and do outreach. Even though last two weeks and last week and even yesterday we went there and there was no soul. But at thy word, I'm going there today. At thy word, I'm going there today. This evening, may God show you somebody online I'm telling you that there is something you are not obeying and it will become a major deficit in your work with God. A deficit almost sometimes translates into a handicap. What is God telling you? I forgave her and she betrayed me again love her. You, but you, how many times have you misbehaved and Jesus still loves you? You you, you even dare to say, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. That's why the church is empty. The very place you went and you couldn't get a soul. You can go there again. There'll be somebody waiting for you there. Say again. Say again. May you receive the power to do something. The power to do something. You prayed for a beloved and no beloved came. And you prayed again and no beloved came. And you read your Bible and the Bible says whatsoever you believe. When you pray, believe. Pray again and stop that rough day. This my daughter, I've given up on her. No. No. She likes boys too much. Keep praying for her. Don't stop. That is how we get things done for the Lord. You can't, that's why it is faith. You see, faith will not allow you to back out after, after one failure. Faith will not allow you to back out and back off after a disappointment. Faith persists. I said faith persists. Faith pushes and pushes and pushes and pushes and pushes until. That's the faith. That's faith. Not sitting down and putting your hands in between your thighs. Rise up! We have retired. And retired with good reasons. Peter could have also retired with good reasons. Two big reasons. Why you say I should put my whatever there. That place, 
I was there all night. Number two is that carpenters don't advise fishermen about their work. Go and concentrate on your coffin making. But he said, nevertheless, there is a word that moves me beyond my experiences. There is a word that moves me beyond what I've, what I've seen. I pray that you will rise up again. I pray that your failure will not put you down. I pray that those who laughed at you will have the opportunity one day to see you shining in the very thing they laughed at you about. So then we come to number two. Just three things. Believing in the gospel and obeying the gospel are one and the same thing. The two are the same. So be very careful what you mean when you say you believe in your pastor. You believe in the church. You believe in God. Believing and obeying are the same thing. So when you say you believe, we hope you know that you are saying that you will obey. Don't come and give us raps. I said, don't come and give us raps. We've had enough of raps. We've heard too many things. If you say this is your church and you believe in the church, you believe in the pastors, you believe in what we stand for, then we stand for outreaches. We stand for prayer. We stand for serving God. Rise up and show that you believe by rising up and going. Ah. Go and teach your members. Believing faith is an active word. There are two types of verbs. Active verbs and passive verbs. Faith is not a passive verse. Faith is, I feel like knocking your head. I'm sure you are saying the man has, he has come again. When he was not here, there was peace in the service. I want to ask you, what are you doing? My sister, what are you doing? My brother, what are you doing? What are you doing? And when we ask you, don't say that you did something which failed. Faith makes you do again and again and again and again until some of you who are having your salvation Wednesday tomorrow may have to do your salvation Wednesday again next week and again next two weeks and again next week until the house is full. I feel something. I'm feeling a feeling. Which I felt as a feeling before I felt that feeling. Which is now a feeling that I'm still feeling now. Number three. And we are closing. Obeying the gospel is all that God expects from us. Not sitting down and receiving messages. Receiving revelations. Obeying the gospel is all that God expects from us. Micah 6 8. Say, He has shown thee, O man. He has shown you what is good and what He requires of you. 
Oh, God, God is not asking for your husband. God is not asking for your nose. He's asking you to just obey. All he wants. The people he works with are those who obey him. Okay, if you love me, then obey. So when you are with God and you are not doing things, it is a betrayal of your occult and latent and unseen innocuous evil in your heart. Don't ask him for much. Don't ask him for much. And the things he's saying you should do is for your own good. Unless you can prove to me that Jesus ate some of the fish. If you can prove to me that Jesus, because some people, when they work the miracles, they also come for one quarter, they come for one tenth. As if you can prove to me that when Jesus told Peter to cast the fish, he also took two crates home. He took his 10%. Yes. He doesn't need your fish. He doesn't need anything. When he says do something, it's your own life. May obeying become the hallmark of your work with God from today. I'll do it. I'll obey. It's painful, but I'll obey. I never thought about it, but I'll obey. I, 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 I mean, this is difficult, but I will obey. I'll obey. That's how Christianity came here. That's how today, even the Christianity that came to Ghana to the Presbyterian Church, they didn't say that our first batch have died. No. If they are 40 and they die out till there are five left, then one will send a message that they are, they are dead. They, they, they are dead. Bring five are going to die in two months. So by the time the last man dies, there should be a new one to come and die. That is how we have Christianity here. It's not the first batch that came from Basel that came to do anything. It's their bones that are here. The people who really started doing the work are, are almost second, third generation missionaries. They bring, they die. They bring, they die. They bring, they die. May nothing that is evil be able to stop you from doing what you must do. Yeah. May bad experiences not stop you from honoring God, honoring his servant. May bad experiences not stop you from winning a soul. May bad experiences as you are going for outreach, they steal your phone. It shouldn't stop you because some lives were lost. And they continued. Because our work with God is about, you won't do, then you can't work with him. It's not that, oh, oh, you are nice. You are beautiful. Your presence is glorious. Oh, God, you are amazing. We are not looking for any amazing God. He says, do it. Romans chapter 10, verse 16. Romans 10, 16. And I end. But they have all not obeyed the gospel. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. What God looks for is obedience. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then, so then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing 
by the word of God. They have not all. May you be counted among those who obeyed, who had faith. And when you are telling your story, you start with the difficulties, with the pain you had, with the disappointment, with the loss, with the death, and with all that. But I still have joy. I still have strength. I still will preach. I still love God. I entered the ministry and I lost my beloved, but I still kept on. The other beloved came when she heard I was going to be a missionary. She broke away. She ran away, but I still kept preaching. I still kept preaching. Now look at this miss area I have gone to marry. May the Lord grant you the capacity to keep moving on. Those who keep doing it are not those who have not had bad experiences. Get it right. Those who keep when you find like when you find me preaching tonight, it's not because I've not like I, I, I've been asleep and I just woke up and I, I and I you Saturday night powder to powder my face. Nothing like that. If I tell you where I've come from to stand here, you will clap your hands. We are tired of believers who just chicken out. Who just chicken out. I wrote my exam. I was a shepherd and I failed. If you fail, write again and be a shepherd. And you fail and you write again. One day you will pass. You know, when you are playing around with a religion that somebody gave his life for, be very careful you don't come around and be picking and choosing. I saw a flyer yesterday. He said, Hudson Taylor. He said, at 21 years, at 21 years, Hudson Taylor was on his way to China. Today, Christians of the same age are doing pick and act in the church. Pick and act. Hudson Taylor was on his way to China when he was 21 years old. Have we asked you to go to China? Have we said you should go to Italy? Have we sent you to the next town? We say just go and win a soul in your area. You won't go. Because you went last weekend, there was no soul. Or the last time you did this, uh, whatever, uh, all the souls went. We will do what till they stay. I said, we will do what till they stay. I said, the only thing God requires of us is to obey him. Ask yourself, what is there to obey? What is God telling me to obey? That thing he says you obey may cost you your wife, may cost you your child, may cost you your job, may cost you even your own life. But do it! Believe God to do it because that is how the Christian life got to come to where we were and we got the Christian life. People had to give up things. And it's your turn. Somebody watching me tonight, it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. Yes, the baton has been passed. It's your turn. We are looking at you. We are watching you carefully. It's your turn. Rise up as a Christian. Only I saw a sister. And I regretted that God had given her a daughter or a son. I forgot whether it's a boy. No, he has a big head. It's a boy. I regretted. Yes. 
I prayed for her. But I regretted that God had given because that child had become a reason why she can no longer serve God. May nothing God has done for you be rather used to silence him. Hey, shut up. Those, those days, we, we, we didn't have any children. We couldn't get pregnant. We should know by now. Look at me now. I've got two children by me. Stop up demanding that I do outreaches. Can't you see the children that they are crying? And this one, he cries like his father. I don't know what is keeping you. I don't know what is keeping you from obeying. But you are going to stand to your feet, everyone. Those online, if you are sitting, stand. Yes. I mean you. If you like, sit down and see what will happen to you. Lift your hands. We are praying to God for mercy. First of all, we are asking to forgive us for excuses. And it repented the Lord that he had made man. Lift your hands. Everyone lift your hands. It repented the Lord. God can bless you and regret. God can bless you and regret. Lift your hands. Palagasata. Brikostamianda katuli mayada. Sadiangonde mahandala basatalaba. Sikondima sikalabados kabiandalaba. Rema masonde maliandalababa. Lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands. Shadima kole basata. Yes. Yes. He's calling you. You failed, but he's calling you again. That's your faith. Your faith is that you do. You do. In spite of whatever you, you experience, whatever pain, the, the person disappointed you, they said bad things. We are, we are doing. We are doing. We are doing. Lift your hands. Malaka Dabasata. Pray. Pray now for strength to do. Pray for strength to do. Pray for strength to do. Pray for strength to do. Makito miahandala bababa. To obey, 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 obey. To obey, to obey him. To obey him. As a shepherd, as a pastor, as a Christian. To obey him. And not to allow your feelings to guide you. Obey him. He's fearful. He's fearsome. Father, we thank you for tonight. We are very grateful for the privilege to hear your word. Believing is obeying. If you say you believe, it means you are obeying something. Believing is obeying. Father, we thank you. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, we are saying, Father, tonight, Somebody wants to give his life to Christ. Somebody wants to be born again. Somebody wants to love God and come closer to God. Wherever you are, 
if you are yearning to know Jesus, you are yearning to walk with him and to experience the blessing that comes through his word. You want to know Jesus through his word. Today, I want to pray with you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. And say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I surrender my life to you. Thank you for the word I've heard today. I will obey you. I will obey you. I will obey you. And walk with you. And follow you. And serve you. And live for you. I thank you for my precious salvation. Let your will be done. In Jesus name. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus.